Wait for it. There's no need to wait, geeks. We are back. This is the Active Geek Podcast with your host, Jim. Chuck isn't with me today because uh, this is an episode that I just threw together before I go on vacation to the United Kingdom. Um, and if you're listening to this, more than likely, I'm there. So greetings from another country. Unless you are in the United Kingdom, then greetings from your country. This is an episode that Chuck and I used to do a while back. Every month, we would do a what to expect for that month. Uh, well, I decided to do it again. A uh, quick episode to kind of fill everybody in on what content is coming out uh, in terms of movies and in terms of TV series. But before we get into that, I'd be remiss if I didn't go into my comic picks of the week. And um, for this week, a- the week of April 27th, I have a few. Uh, let's start with Image. It's The first one's called Bloodstained Teeth. It's written by Christian Ward with art from Patrick Reynolds. And this is a series premiere. Christian Ward, the Eisner Award-winning create, co-creator of Odic, Invisible Kingdom, and Machine Gun Wizards, returns to Image with red-hot artist Patrick Reynolds from The Mask for an all-new ongoing series, a fast-paced, 100-bullet-style crime saga with fangs. First and foremost, all of those names that Christian Ward has written for sound like great metal names, so I was already hooked with that. Um, but this is the plot of Bloodstained Teeth. Atticus Sloan, misanthrope, criminal, asshole, and vampire, lives in a world where blood isn't the only thing vamps crave. And for the right price, he'll make you a vampire too. After all, immortality is cheap. I'm a sucker for vampires. Every time there's a new vampire story out there, um, especially from Image, uh, I'm definitely picking it up. Philadelphia is one that comes to mind. Uh, Little Ones is another one that just came out uh, by Jeff Lemire. Uh, so I'm always picking up new vampire stuff. Uh, it must be from my days of being a Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. Uh, but also, we have The Amazing Spider-Man number one uh, coming from Marvel, and that's written by Zeb Wells uh, with art from John Romita. And Peter's on the outs with the Fantastic Four. He's on the outs with the Avengers. He's on the outs with Aunt May. No one wants to see Spider-Man expect or except for Dr. Octopus. Ox on Spider-Man's tail and the master planner has something truly terrible planned for when he gets his tentacles on Spidey. All that and what does Tombstone have planned? Just in time for Spider-Man's 60th anniversary, a new volume of The Amazing Spider-Man begins and 2022 is going to be the biggest year for Spider-Man ever. Don't believe us? We brought John Romita Jr. back just for this. I honestly think if I'm Marvel and I'm trying to pitch a new Spider-Man comic right after a billion-dollar Spider-Man movie. I would lead with John Romita Jr.'s back. He's a legend in the game. He's a legend in terms of Marvel. I would have led with that, but they chose not to. They chose to say that Peter's on the outs with everybody. And uh, maybe they kind of undersold it, but I'm definitely picking that one up just because John Romita Jr.'s back. I've got another one from Marvel, and it's called The Knights of X. It's an X-Men comic. Uh, written by uh, Tinny Howard with art from Bob Quinn. The quest begins here, where mutants are hated and feared once again. The gates of the other world are closed, and Captain Britain is trapped on the wrong side. Usurpers Merlin and his right-hand man, King Arthur, are now in control of Lunatic Citadel. Furies, the size of the Sentinels, raise villages to the ground in their hunt for the witch breed. Cut, cut off from Krakoa, Betsy Braddock is Otherworld's only hero, 
and to save her people, Betsy must recruit a round table of her own. The Knights of X gather to restore the rightful order and rescue desperate mutants, but their quest is about to get so much bigger than that. This is an era of destiny and the fate of the other and the fate of the other world lies at the center of mutant kind's future. Don't miss the essential piece of the new Krakoa. At this point, the X-Men universe is really just trying to find which niche they want to go into. Uh, Marauders with Steve Orlando is going more pirate-based. Now we have the Knights of the Round Table base, which is always cool. Medieval Times is always great. DC's doing something similar uh, with Dark Knights of Steel. So it wasn't shocking for me when I saw this, but um, I'm a huge Captain Britain fan, again, in the United Kingdom, so... This is definitely going to be a cop for me. I'm going to pick it up in England. Just because Captain Britain's trapped and Betsy Braddock's there, I'm going to pick this one up in London. And I'll let you know how it is. Next one comes from DC. Um, and it's the Justice League number 75. And usually I don't do anything past number ones as my recommendation. But this is a big one. It's an oversized special issue with superstar writer Justin Williamson as he pens the beginning of the next big DCU event. And it all starts here. A new dark army made up of DCU's greatest villains has formed on the edge of the multiverse. The DCU's best and most powerful heroes are pulled together in the epic war to push the darkness back. But in the end, they are no match for it. That's right. You heard it here first. The Justice League are killed by the dark army with only one survivor to warn the remaining heroes of Earth about what is coming for them. This is the death of the Justice League. I don't know who's going to survive. Is it Black Adam? Is it Green Arrow? Naomi? Hawk Girl? I have no idea. Uh, but this is the final issue of this Justice League run. And they're going to start a new one with Josh Williamson. So we'll see what happens. And then finally, the last one is The Flash, The Fastest Man Alive. Um, and, I mean, this synopsis is going to be the same as any other flash story that you've ever heard but here it is uh, race through the streets of central city in this lead up to the hotly anticipated blockbuster the flash now as we're recording this ezra miller has been arrested for the second time in three weeks for being a scumbag so i don't know if we're anticipating this blockbuster that's already been pushed back but it's neither here nor there after barry's adventure with the justice league He's determined to become a truly skilled and inspirational hero. As a new threat emerges in Central City going by the name of Girder, Barry turns to Batman for advice on training to master his powers. Can the Dark Knight help show the Scarlet Speedster a way to defeat the, this metallic menace? Or will the Flash be crushed by Girder's strength? I mean, if I was the fastest man alive, a metahuman, superpowers, and I needed help, Batman would be the first person I'd go to. Somebody who doesn't have superpowers, somebody who's just rich and a master detective and strategist. I'd go to that person. I wouldn't go back in time and look for Jake Eric, go forward in time and look for any of the other speedsters. I'd go to Batman because, you know, why not put Batman in every single comic that DC puts out? But finally, before we go into the movies and all these picks that I literally just complained about, um, free comic book day. It's coming up, guys. It's May 7th. It's the first Saturday in May. So support your local comic book shop and pick up some killer books. I know there's a Buffy the Vampire Slayer book, uh, 25th anniversary uh, book. 
There's an Avengers, X-Men, and Eternals book that is going to lead into this huge Marvel storyline. There's a, I want to say Stranger Things Resident Alien book that's out there. There's a new Dark Ages or Dark Story, Dark Universe from DC. Something dark from DC is coming out. Uh, So go support your local comic book shops. Pick up some free books. But also, during free comic book day, comic book shops usually do big sales. So go out there and take advantage of those sales and get some stories that you've been meaning to read or you've heard about from this podcast. I would suggest Dark Knights of Steel, which is ongoing. Uh, Dark Ages from Marvel, which just ended. Uh, Devil's Reign from Marvel, which just ended. House of Slaughter. There are so many different books out there. Berserker. We have uh, we have demons from Dynamite, uh, which are from Dark Horse. I'm sorry, which is a, a great book from Scott Snyder and Greg Capola. So go check all those out. Go pick up some books and uh, have fun with yourself. Now let's go to the movies. I know there haven't been a ton of blockbusters this year. I know Nicolas Cage's movie came out, which is probably at the time I'm recording this the biggest movie to ever hit the world. You also have Spider-Man that came out, The Batman. But we've got some other movies. Like on April 29th, we have Liam Neeson, who is back in another one-word titled movie where he plays a dangerous man, this time in memory. The movie is directed by Martin Campbell and features Monica Bellucci, Ray Stevenson, and Guy Pearce. It centers around an assassin for hire who finds that he's become a target after he refuses to complete a job for a dangerous criminal organization. This is a remake of the 2003 Belgium film, The Memory of a Killer. So if this is something that's up your alley, you're a big Liam Neeson fan, go check that out. But also when you're done that, check out the Belgian movie, The Memory of a Killer, and see which how it holds up. See if it's a better, uh, better ad- adaptation than the original. Then on May 6th, um, it's finally here, a movie that I more than likely will be seeing Uh, in my time here in London, and uh, that is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, This is a movie that if you you have been listening to the show and following along, you would know that this is my number one film of 2022, and it's also Chuck's number two film of 2022, right behind the Batman. Um, And this movie is going to reshape the MCU as we know it. Go see the movie. I know everybody's going to see it. This is going to be the biggest movie of 2022, in my opinion. Um, And be on the lookout for our review episode uh, for the Sam Raimi-directed Doctor Strange sequel because it is going to be amazing. On May 13th, uh, it's another year. It's another Stephen King remake. And uh, this time, we see Zac Efron, Ryan Kira Armstrong, Kurtwood Smith, and Gloria Rubin retell the Firestarter story. Uh, This one is directed by Keith Thomas and follows a young girl who tries to understand how she mysteriously gained the power to set things on fire with her mind. Now, this one will also be uh, on Peacock. So if you don't want to go out to the theaters because your town or your city or whatever is uh, spiking in COVID cases, stay at home and watch it on Peacock. Um, I have a newfound respect for Zac Efron after seeing his series Down to Earth. Um, I'm not going to see this in theaters. I will watch this on Peacock, um, but I don't have high hopes for this one. Staying on brand with not having high hopes, May 27th, uh, here comes a sequel that no one asked for, but we are getting. Um, At this point, it is Top Gun Maverick. Um, Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer return. 
Jennifer Conley and my favorite Miles Teller are also starring in the sequel to the 1986 original. I've talked about it. Chuck has talked about it. We've shared our opinions on our movies to look forward to this year. Uh, this is one that I'm not looking forward to, but there's there's a contingency of Tom Cruise fans there. I know that there's a lot of people who are wondering how uh, Val Kilmer is going to fit into this, but we shall see. Next, on May 27th, we will also see the Belcher family hitting the big screen as the Bob's Burgers movie is finally hitting theaters. Uh, for those who have been living under a rock and missed the brilliance of Bob's Burgers, Chuck, uh, this movie sees the Belchers try to save the restaurant from closing as a sinkhole forms in front of it while the kids try to solve a mystery that could save their family's restaurant. I love Bob's Burgers. I'm a sucker for it. It's one of the greatest animated shows that I think I've ever watched from start to finish. This movie's going to be epic. I'm going to see this in theaters. If you haven't watched Bob's Burgers, it's such an underrated series, and I highly recommend it. So go check that one out. Now let's go over to TV. On April 28th, it is the first night of the NFL draft where you'll see all your favorite teams make questionable picks. Now, you may be thinking, Jim, why in the world are you plugging the NFL draft on the Active Geek podcast? It's a shameless plug because I want to plug my show. Uh, If you like sports, you can go over and subscribe to my new show, uh, Gym Class, where I just released my first full episode, and I will be doing a fun uh, NFL draft-type episode uh, once I come back from the UK. Also on April 28th, we will also see the dramatized remaking of The Godfather with The Offer coming to Paramount+. Plus. This series is starring Miles Teller. He's having a big big month. Uh, Dan Fogler, Matthew Good, Colin Hanks, Giovanni Ribisi, and Juno Favorite, who is becoming one of my favorite actresses after her portrayal on Ted Lasso. Um, this one is going to drop three episodes on the 28th, uh, with one coming out each Thursday after that. So if you want to see the remaking of The Godfather, here's your chance. Um, on April 29th, the day after, uh, we have Elizabeth Moss starring in an eight-episode miniseries adaptation of the novel The Shining Girls. The series centers on Chicago reporter, played by Moss, who survived a brutal assault but uncovers the untelling truth about her attacker. He's a time-traveling serial killer. The adaptation comes from Silka Luisa uh, from Strange Angel and features an all-woman directing corpse made up of Michelle McLaren from Breaking Bad, Diana Reed, The Hands Mating Tale, and Elizabeth Moss herself. Three episodes will stream today, the 29th, uh, followed by single-episode weekly installments. Now we jump into May. On May 2nd, in something I thought I'd never say, um, Little John has a show on HGTV, and it's called Little John Wants to Do What? And I'm sure like the ending is his, his trademark what sound, um, if it isn't, that's a missed opportunity. So if you want to dive into the Little John Home and Garden Television Network show, uh, check it out. May 3rd, we see the return of two of my favorite game shows, and that is The Chase and Holy Moly. So I know what I'll be watching the next few Tuesdays. Uh, May 4th, um, happy Star Wars Day, guys. Uh, there aren't any Star Wars shows coming out on May 4th, which is a little disappointing. Uh, But I know Moon Knight will be ending around uh, this time, so they're pushing it off. But uh, May the 4th be with you always. May 5th, to one-up Star Wars, the day after Star Wars Day, 
Star Trek world opens up with a new live-action series called Strange New Worlds. The newest live-action Star Trek series is a spinoff from Discovery and takes place aboard the USS Enterprise. You guys should know that one. Uh, in a decade prior to Kirk's ar- arrival, when the crew is led by Anson Mount's Captain Pike, also back from Discovery are Rebecca Romaine as number one and Ethan Peck as Spock. New faces include Jess Bush as Nurse Chapel, Celia Rose Gooding as Uhara, Christina Chong as a character with a familiar last name, Lian Nguyen Singh, Babs Olusamonkan as Dr. Mbega, or as Dr. Mbenga, a deep cut character from the original series, Melissa Navia and Bruce Horak. Co-creator Akiva Goldsman has suggested that Strange Worlds will be closer to Gene Roddenberry's original series in both tone and its episodic nature than other recent Star Trek titles. New episodes stream weekly and a second season, which will feature Paul Wesley joining the cast as some guy named James T. Kirk is already filming. On May 13th, we have two things coming out. The first being the legendary comedy group The Kids in the Hall, who are returning with all five original cast members and are heading to Amazon Prime for eight new episodes with a ton of guest stars. I know Key and Michael Key was on there, um, as was Keenan Thompson and a bunch of others. Uh, Pete Davidson, I believe, was on there as well. On May 13th, continued, uh, Netflix um, is deciding to make The Lincoln Lawyer a series. So if you like that 2011 Matthew McConaughey movie, then you should go and check this one out. Uh, Manuel Garcia Rolfo is starring and will also feature Nev Campbell, Becky Newton, Angus Sampson, and Jazz Ray Cole. I wasn't a big Lincoln Lawyer guy, so I don't think I'm going to check this one out. And uh, Nev Campbell isn't enough to get me out of bed for a new series, to be honest with you. On May 20th, we have a couple of things coming out as well. The first one is a day that I am sure that Chuck has circled on his calendar. And that's because Chip and Dale, the Rescue Rangers, are returning for their all-new Disney Plus series. This is a series that you may not know this, but Chuck has been texting me about monthly, about how excited he is. Any uh, any new Chip and Dale news that comes down the line, he'll text me. Um, and it's finally coming out. And uh, this series is placing cartoon characters in a mostly live-action world a la Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And Roger Rabbit himself even comes out of retirement for a cameo in this one. Kind of wish they never said that because that's a big spoiler. And I'm sorry if I spoiled that for someone. Um, This streaming exclusive finds John Mulaney and Andy Samberg voicing the dynamic duo of Chip and Dale, who now live in present-day Los Angeles. J.K. Simmons, Tim Robinson, Keegan-Michael Key, Eric Bana, Will Arnett, and Seth Rogen also star for director Akiva Schaefer, who you may know from The Lonely Island. And also on May 20th, Netflix is rolling out season three of Love, Death, and Robots. So if you were into the first two seasons, the wait is over. Go back, binge the first two seasons now to kind of catch up. I don't think it's actually a series you need to binge, but if you want to get in, you know, hype up yourself for some new anime, go check that out. And that brings us to May 27th. And May 27th is going to be a huge release day and a lot of watching for the Active Geek lads. Uh, First, we have Obi-Wan Kenobi, which was rescheduled from May 25th 
This is Disney's latest Star Wars series, as you all know, and it's likely a miniseries, though one never knows. Um, this one finds Ewan McGregor returning to his role he played in the three prequel films, Obi-Wan, Ben, Kenobi. The action picks up on Tatooine a decade following the events of Revenge of the Sith, uh, which means that it's also roughly a decade before A New Hope, with Kenobi looking after a very young Luke Skywalker. Also returning from the films is Hayden Christensen, here playing Darth Vader, and Joel Edgerton and Bonnie Peace, reprising their roles as Owen and Baru, while newcomers include Kumail Nanjiani, Indira Varma, Rupert Friend, Maya Erskine, Benny Safdie, and O'Shea Jackson Jr. Deborah Chow, who has worked on The Mandalorian, who is one of the best directors from The Mandalorian, um, is directing the series in its entirety, while the scripts come from Joby Harold, who was hired to rewrite the series after Disney didn't like what Hassan Amani was writing and shut down production in early 2020, spurring rumors that the series would be canceled. Two episodes are dropping on May 27th, with four more to come over the next four weeks. So again, kind of like Moon Knight, we're getting six episodes. I like that they're dropping too early. Hopefully this spins off into a little bit more. Maybe this opens up something for the Lando series. There's a bunch of stuff going on out there that is kind of in the, the murky Star Wars waters that we don't know much about. But I'm glad that they went through with this. It's nice to see you and McGregor. It's going to be even nicer to see Hayden Christensen back on screen. Um, and I can't wait to see who O'Shea Jackson Jr. plays, Kumail Nanjiani, uh, Baru's back, Owen's back. Oh my God, I can't wait. Um, and then, I don't know which one I'm more excited for, honestly. We have Stranger Things Season 4. I know, you probably forgot Stranger Things was still a thing because it's been years since they came out. But yeah, I know you saw the trailer. I know you saw that scary Dungeons & Dragons monster at the end. But let's talk about the Nef the Netflix's hit fourth season finally arriving uh, in part today after a, a typically long three-year wait with this series the action in the show picks up just six months after season three finale and will leave hawkins a bit to also spend time in california as well as a russian prison where a still alive hopper played by david harbour is being held but hawkins high will also factor into the season story after the school didn't really appear last season. Priya Ferguson, who previously recurred as young Erica Sinclair, Lucas's younger sister, is now a series regular, uh, as is Brett Gelman, uh, who, also, who has also appeared sporadically since season two and was also in a very fun movie called Metal Lords on, on uh, Netflix, so check that out as well. Uh, new faces this season include Robert Englund, yes, Freddy Krueger himself, Eduardo Franco, Mason Dye, Tom Walashika, and Jamie Campbell Bauer. And, and just a little inside here, I believe that we're going to see Dr. Montgomery come back as Billy, resurrected from the grave. I'm just saying it. I think a lot is going to happen, but we'll see. Only half of the nine-episode season streams today. The second half of the season comes out on July 1st, uh, and the Stranger Things story will eventually come to an end with the fifth season, which has already been ordered. So... Unlike Game of Thrones, they know they're going to end pretty quickly. And I'm sure the Duffer brothers, who haven't failed us at this point, are going to hit us with a fantastic season four and an even epic finale season five. And then finally, 
to end May, May 31st, we see Will Arnett and Lego Masters come back. And if you haven't watched it, give it a shot. It's a lot of fun. I think that it's a great show. It's a great little competition show. It brings people together and makes, if you're a lover of Lego, this show is 100% for you. But that's it. Uh, there you have it. A ton of great, decent, and questionable content coming out this month. We will be doing our best to cover as much of this as as we possibly can, so you can check in each week here and over in Galaxy Wars to get all of your content that you can stand. Um, you can also check me out weekly on Cage My IQ, where I pre- preview UFC fights, and as mentioned before, my new show, Dream Class, is out now, so check that out. Please and thank you. Anyone who listens to that is doing me a huge favor. You'll figure out what you'll figure out why gym class is so important and the mission is so important to me. So whether you like sports, you hate sports, um, please give it a listen and give it a five star rating so we can get more uh, ears to listen to it. Um, you can also follow Chuck on Instagram, Chuck underscore the Active Geek. You can follow AG Cosplayer, resident cosplayer at, at Insta, uh, on Instagram at AG Cosplay. Follow Galaxy Wars Podcast. Um, I will also be releasing a few episodes before I leave for London. And um, yeah, that's it. Thank you for enduring 20-so minutes of me rambling on about what's to come. Uh, I look forward to coming back to the States and discussing the entire season of Moon Knight, which we haven't talked about, and I apologize. Uh, I can't wait to talk about Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness. I can't wait to talk about all this stuff. Um, One thing I'm not going to talk about is memory, because I don't care about that movie, but I'll probably see it when it comes out for free. But that's it. Uh, We'll be back next week. We're going to break down Moon Knight Season 1 for the Active Geek Podcast. I am Jim, and we are out.